In this bulletin, more floods in Victoria as the town of Echuca hits record levels. Treasurer Jim Chalmers talks about the upcoming budget. And in sport, a tough contest ahead for the Matildas as the 2023 World Cup draw pits the Australian side against top contenders. With the latest SBS News, I'm Julien Huyer. In Victoria, the town of Echuca is going through its worst flooding in decades. The Murray River rose above its previous record from 1993, and water is spilling over a levee near the centre of Echuca. Tim Weirbush, Victoria Chief Officer of Operations, spoke to Channel 9. We're a good four to six weeks from seeing the, the tale of the existing flooding uh, occurring along the Murray River and, and that's even without any further rainfall. We've still got La Nina and negative Indian Ocean Dipole climatic conditions for the next couple of months is what the Bureau is telling us. But with the current flood peaks, we'll see Swan Hill around the end of October. We'll see Mildura reaching flood levels by mid to late November. Um, so plenty of time for those communities to start preparing and thinking about what they might do. More rain is forecast in Victoria for Sunday, especially in the northeast and far northwest of the state, according to the Bureau of Meteorology. The Albanese government will deliver its first budget against a backdrop of runaway inflation that's wrecking economic havoc around the world. Domestically, headline inflation is sitting at 6.1%. Treasurer Jim Chalmers told Sky News the budget will contain some targeted cost-of-living relief, but will be delivered during a time when inflation has yet to peak. There have been troubling developments in energy markets, obviously troubling developments in flood-affected communities, and that will push up inflation. Uh, but petrol has come off a bit quicker than what we were anticipating or what Treasury was anticipating in the middle of the year. Uh, so all of that will be factored into inflation forecasts, which we think means inflation peaks towards the end of the year, begins to moderate, but is more persistent than we'd like. Treasury's economic forecasts released ahead of the budget show inflation peaking at 7.75%, unchanged from earlier predictions. Thousands of demonstrators gathered in Berlin on Saturday in support of protesters in Iran. Saturday's demonstration follows anti-government protests across Iran that were sparked by the December 16 death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in the custody of the country's morality police. Although the protests across Iran first focused on the country's mandatory hijab, they have transformed into the greatest challenge to the Islamic Republic since the 2009 Green Movement over disputed elections. Security forces have dispersed gatherings with live ammunition and tear gas, leaving over 200 people dead, according to rights groups. Shakbib is an Iranian living in the Netherlands who traveled to Berlin for the protest. We live in Holland and we come here just for uh, this day. It is so important for us to be here, to be voice of people of Iran who, who uh, will be killed uh, on the streets. And this is not uh, a, a protest anymore. This is a revolution in Iran and uh, people of the world have to see it. The Iranian protests have triggered demonstrations of support across Europe. In Ukraine, Russian forces in Kherson are trying to evacuate the city. The civilian population have been told to take their documents and valuables and escape as Ukraine is expected to start an offensive to recapture the city. According to Russian sources, 25,000 people were already evacuated. 
and Ukraine's military says critical infrastructure has been destroyed by Russian missiles, reportedly leading to mass damage of the country's energy facilities. The deputy mayor of the city of Viv, Sergei Kirill, says Russian forces are doing all they can to destroy infrastructure before the winter sets in. We all realize that the more successes the Ukrainian armed forces are having in, in the front, uh, the worse is going to be for people in the home front because Russia is going to do all it can to target the civilians and to target the critical infrastructure to make it possible to increase pressure on political leadership. Since October 10, Russia has launched a series of devastating salvos at Ukraine's power infrastructure, which have hit at least half of its thermal power generation and up to 40% of the entire system. And in sport, the much-anticipated Women's World Cup draw has been announced, and it's set to be a grueling competition for the Matildas. Australia has been placed in Group B with Ireland, Nigeria and Canada, going head-to-head with Ireland in the opening match. But it is in part two where the Australian side will be tested as they go up against Canada, the reigning Olympic champions who have recently beaten the Matildas. The 32 teams are drawn out of four parts based on FIFA rankings to create the four team groups. I'm Julien Oyer, this is SBS News.